What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Ringside. Ringside. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcome to Ringside. This is Ringside for your Ringside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Johnny Ringside. (laughs) I'm your host, Kendra Ringside. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? Having a nice chill Sunday. I ate some flapjacks. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I had a... I'm on this new um, meal plan um, diet uh, thing, and I had uh, I had an omelet. I had a, it was mostly egg whites, but I had a couple eggs in there and some some spinach. It was pretty good. Yeah. I'm getting pretty good at making an omelet. Yeah, today was the first his best couple, omelet yet. Yeah, the the first couple I made, I you know what I realized about cooking. Oh boy! In general, um, when it comes to stuff like that, I get very impatient because I want to like flip it over and stuff mm-hmm. um so the last few omelets i've tried to make they've like started sh- i mean that and there's some pans we should probably replace but uh because <laughs> so, the non-stick's not working as well yeah um they've just been kind of tore up from the floor up as mm-hmm, they say mm-hmm. um but today's uh it was it was a it was a good omelet so you know i think we're in for a good show it, the, the, <laughs> the quality of your omelet is how you indicate the rest of your day. Exactly. Good yeah. omelet, good day. Good omelet, good day, good Bad coffee. omelet. Uh, we're on some dicey. Chance to turn the day around. Yeah. Starting off on a bad note, but you have the opportunity to... Yeah. Welcome to our inspirational podcast, Ringside, yeah. where we talk about <laughs> how eggs can determine your future as well. Exactly. Um, speaking of eggs, what, we're, what we have to talk about has nothing to do with eggs. But uh, yeah, we had... Uh, pretty exciting week i think the most exciting part was the weekend Mm -hmm. and we just checked out uh marvel studios latest feature black panther wakanda forever yes the last of the uh phase four i was gonna say movies but uh projects i guess we'll say yeah i don't know i guess i know they came out in the duration of phase four but i don't know if the uh special presentations count in those well this is just the one well we have oh, you mean the, the guardians coming out oh the guardians holiday special coming out true in just a few weeks um so uh i don't know if those count. i don't i wouldn't think so yeah but uh so yeah this is the marks the conclusion of phase four um Overall, just kind of a general impression of this movie. Non-spoiler impression. Non-spoiler impression. We will be getting the spoilers, but we'll give you a little spoiler alert uh, at that point. But for non-spoilers, um, I think this movie was very beautifully made and tasteful. Uh, and just, I think, across the board, um, inspirational. And it acted like as a real as a real tribute as well as a step forward um mm-hmm. that's kind of my my non-spoiler takeaway from it yeah i agree with you and it felt like especially when we got towards the end it felt like a i think you were talking about this yesterday like a symbolic close to the reactionary phase that mm-hmm. was phase four um and yeah i think it was really i think it, it was almost three hours long, right? which it doesn't feel like it, but um, I think they utilized the time very well to tell a complete journey mm-hmm. that one specific character goes on. Um, that is something that everybody struggles with. Right. And um, yeah, I think they did it very, very well. A lot of, a lot of times with stuff like this, that's, that needs to be handled so gingerly, not even just Chadwick's death Mm -hmm. and then how that would affect the character Mm -hmm. and the story beyond it, but also bringing in an entirely new, like cultural inspiration Mm -hmm. and having another character based on that. It's like they, they had to be very careful, but handling like every aspect of the movie. And that is worrisome because so frequently, people don't handle that very well and they fumble that but um they did a very very good job of making sure that everything was tastefully handled right and presented to us and i appreciate that that's what i appreciated about the first black panther right so i like i figured but you never know especially with sequels and all that kind of stuff 
Uh, but the quality definitely did not decrease. If anything, I think I might have liked the storytelling in this one more than the original. Right. Yeah, I know. I don't think that's that's far fetched at all. Um, and staying kind of spoiler free for for right now, I agree with you that you can tell the care and significance that comes with this franchise so far. Even the first one, mm-hmm. like just all the extra steps that you know Marvel as a studio went through, but also having a director like Ryan Coogler and the team he's assembled. Um, to tell these stories, you can tell there's a lot of attention to detail and just care, um, because they know what it. I mean, they know what it represents. I and mean, what it means to people. Yeah, especially now after that first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right, and I think they, the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman only made it the attention to care that much more significant, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, they. They had to. I mean, just yeah. I, I can't imagine. I know Ryan Coogler in an interview once said that he questioned whether he even wanted to make movies anymore after Chadwick Boseman died. Um, I just don't think he no one knew how to handle that. No one. Right. That was such a hard hit for everyone. Um, but, yeah, I think the movie was just so tactfully made and just it was I mean, kind of we saw it with your parents and your dad was just like. Let me tell you something. That's a good fucking movie. When my dad likes something, <laughs> my dad is an old Southern black man. When my dad likes something, he will talk about it for <laughs> three full weeks afterwards. Right. Like that one time I, I made a, a really good pernil. Yes. It's like every time he saw you, he needed to bring it up. Um, but like the most, this first, we we had hung out with them for like maybe an hour afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was like every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, my dad was like, let me tell you something. That was a good movie. Yeah. That was a great movie. And that's how you know he likes something. Right. My dad is also very picky. Yeah. So that's the that stamp of approval. This movie actually. Yeah. Made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that's it for our spoiler free segment. Uh, so right here, we're we're going in. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. So don't come yelling at us if you. If you, if you haven't watched the movie and you're still listening. I mean, thanks. But also <laughs> go see this movie uh, and then come back and check out the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So here's your official spoiler alert. We are going all in. Um, oh, so I hit my uh, hit my little mic arm here and it made a little sound. Um, anyway, so what I wrote here um, as kind of like my I kind of said a little bit in the spoiler free. Uh, yeah, I think Ryan Coogler. Oh, Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut I'm that. I muted my mic. Oh, okay. Well, I'll cut myself <laughs> saying cut that. Um, yeah, Ryan Coogler delivers a powerful and emotionally driven sequel that honors both Chadwick Boseman as a person and King T'Challa as a character. And I think that's something that I really appreciate most um, about the movie. Just because mm-hmm. it really does, like you mentioned, focus on a central character while also paying its respects, which I think is an incredibly hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie opened with, and we won't go like scene by scene breaking it down, but I just thought this was a really powerful way to start the movie. The movie opened, had this cold open with, you know, Shuri trying to save T'Challa's life. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see him on screen at all. Um, which I appreciated. I'm so 100%. glad they didn't have was, a body double or a digital double. I or was anything. very worried we were going to get a CGI double in the ancestral plane. Right. I was very worried about right. that, and we didn't. Right. Thankfully, I think using the only time we saw Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa on screen was in like pictures, like that big mm-hmm. mural on the wall, or in flashbacks. Right. Which is perfect because like that's how Shuri would remember him. Right. So, yeah, I was also very worried. I didn't think that they were going to do that. That's one of the things, like, when it first happened, I'm like, I think they know well enough that that can easily be disrespectful to someone's memory. And, I mean, they can't give consent to have a a digital double act as them in a sequel. So, yeah, I was worried about that. And they didn't do that, thankfully. Yeah, um, so I appreciate that. Uh, and then once you see Queen Ramonda give 
Shuri the news that he's passed. Um, the Marvel Studios opening crawl happened, and they used the the Chadwick Boseman um, tribute that they did that they made mm-hmm. for Disney Plus. But there's no music. Yeah. And they use it as a moment of silence for yeah. Chadwick, and I thought that was so beautiful. I was crying by that point because oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's like, uh, love Here's that." Here's where okay, this is a very specific issue to our viewing of it mm-hmm. because <laughs> during that time, my mother thought it would be you know cool and respectful to dig into her popcorn bag <laughs> so fucking loud. I had to tell her to shut up. I was like, I whispered. I was like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? Because like, <laughs> you you can hear as well as everyone else that it's quiet right now. Right. So like, give it five minutes and then you can enjoy your popcorn. So I'm excited to go back and rewatch it without having that distraction. Because so, I'm sure that that moment was super impactful and I it just ruined for me. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... To be fair, not to play devil's advocate a little bit, it is a, it is, she was just doing what people do at the movies, which is nosh on popcorn. It's definitely a me problem. I get so easily distracted in movie theaters by people like opening stuff and eating and coughing. Apple watches when people move. Yeah, that guy, that guy, the person. Well, see, I I try to be cognizant of that too because my Fitbit also does that. Mm -hmm. So I'll try to put my hand over my wrist. It's just like all that little stuff. And I can't really get mad at people because, again, they're just like going about their lives, enjoying a movie. Right. But it's so distracting to me. Right. It's frustrating. Um, But anyway, but um, yeah, that for and I think it even got quiet, like as Shuri was realizing mm -hmm. that it was too late. Right. Um, And yeah, that was very sad. Man, (laughs) like I just think about the cast and like and the crew, like. Yeah. Especially those scenes, the, you know, the funeral procession and just like that funeral got me again. And I was like, man, I can't imagine what it was like for them to essentially have a second, you know, kind of funeral for this for this man. And just, yeah, man, what a tough, what a tough, tough movie to make. Um, But, yeah, I think it ultimately does a really great job of acting as a tribute and setting up this whole new story and new set of issues for these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, before we kind of talk about what you mentioned, well, what we were talking about last night with the kind of the conclusion, we'll kind of head to that in our final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to shout out the women of Wakanda. Yeah. We're running the damn show. I'm another thing I'm very grateful for because there was a little rumor spread around by, let's say men who are like, Hmm, I bet, or I wonder if um, freaking Killmonger is going to come back and be, what? Stupid. Stupid and foolish. And I'm so glad that they went completely opposite of that direction. And Mm -hmm. they were like, instead of that, or Umbaku, which was another one that people were like, oh, I bet he'll become the Black Panther. Interesting. What do those characters have in common that none of the rest of them do? I'm glad they leaned into the women. Mm -hmm. Because even in the first movie, they're kind of like the backbone of, of yeah. their society um and like the protectors outside of the black panther um so yeah it was truly like four four women in, in different like stages of their grief mm-hmm. in different um positions of power right. in different levels of involvement in wakanda and like what they think the politics should be right and they basically come together for this for the story that we're we're on. So right. that was really powerful to see, and it didn't feel like a cheap endgame um, girl boss moment. Right. It felt like authentic because we've seen all these characters yeah. be badasses before. It's not anything new. It's just that now they're front and center, and right. and everyone can see them. And I loved. Um, what's what's the queen's name in the movie or Ramonda? in the real life? Huh? Ramonda? Ramonda, yeah. Ramonda. Yeah. I loved that she was able to be like like a queen. Yeah. In this one. Not, I mean, hang on, hang on. She was not a queen. She was the she queen. She was the queen. And she was like, "Oh, me and my um fucking girl gang." Busted some French fucks. We're bringing him into the UN. 
We're going to deliver them back. Consider this a peaceful resolution. But next time, we'll murder them. How right. about that? Next time, we'll murder them. Goodbye. And she was like, I'm going to show up um, looking absolutely phenomenal. Pantsuit. Sorry. I don't know her. Boring. Right. And I'm going to come in with my gang. Gang, gang. And then I'm going to leave. Right. Early. Dismiss yeah. myself. Goodbye. The whole... Um I, I love that they included in the screenplay and just in the themes of this movie kind of transition of power in more than one way, like as a political figure, as a superhero, mm-hmm. like, um, and how, and they didn't shy away from it. The very real way that the U.S. and other countries would react knowing that there's, you know, this substance that they can't get their hands on. They would there. 100%. I mean, they said it. They wanted to destabilize Wakanda right. so they can go in and steal their resources. That is so American. Right. And I'm so glad that they weren't like, oh, no, America would go in and they would protect the, Waka- the Wakandans. Absolutely. No, they would not. Right. No, so, they would not. Um, And I mean, because I don't know if our listeners know, there's a very big um history for people going into African nations. And taking shit that they should not. Right. Resources. <laughs> people yeah like so um and the wakandans are just like that shit ain't happening not on my watch (laughs) um and speaking of queen ramonda man let's talk about saint peterburg saint petersburg's own Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, angela bassett mm -hmm, mm -hmm, auntie mm -hmm, angela mm -hmm. what careful i don't know about that people people call her that what kind of people black people yeah Listen, there's a there's a certain unity I'm feeling after this movie. <laughs> I guess okay, um, um, but yeah, she was fantastic. You mentioned that I'll pe- call her Thea Angela. Okay, that's fine. Okay, you mentioned that people were already talking about like an Oscar nom. I think there's a very specific reason why this movie. The first movie came out in February of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in November. Girl, it's Oscar season. It's gold season. Um, so. I think there's a very specific reason for that. I think they're going to go for the Best Picture nod again. I think they're going to go for all the same awards they were nominated for in the past. Mm-hmm. But I think they're also going to go for Best uh, uh, best Supporting Actor or Actress for, uh, for Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think they should. I mean, even just to get that name in the running, to get more eyes on... Just like... What, like, I mean... Ooh. <laughs> every... Every part she was in was like made better because she was in it. But that monologue that she gives to Okoye when she comes back without Shuri mm. was cr- like beautiful and sad. She was acting, yeah. acting. Yeah. And that's, I think, um, very important to. I don't know, because we kind of got to see her her journey as well, the end of her journey as well. Um, right. Which I was not expecting. How did we'll they get, manage to like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I knew that there were going to be twists, but I kind of, I we knew that um, T'Challa was going to die mm-hmm. or be dead. Right. And we knew that Shuri was going to be the Black Panther from the trailers. I mean, there's still like a little bit of like, maybe, maybe right. not, but um, unfortunately, yes, she is. I'll, <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Yeah. But um, but I did not see Ramonda, Ramonda's death coming. Right. And she died saving some a, a 19-year-old yeah. that she had met once. Right. And had built a machine that threatened their way of life. Right. So I don't it, Well, it all goes back to they were they're all protector. Like there there's another Black Panther is kind of viewed as the protector, but mm-hmm. really all of them have that kind of spirit. Mhm. I mean, even when, uh, and we'll get to him more, but when Namor came in, when they were just sitting by that little fire, mm-hmm. Shuri was trying to dip. Yeah. Queen Ramonda grabbed that spear and she was said, like, mm. I'm going to see what's up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. This, like, she had so many powerful moments in this movie. The UN moment, like you mentioned, that, man, if I, if I was Denai Guerrera and, like, I had, if that was my scene partner, mm-hmm. I would be... I mean, she held her own, obviously, because she's brilliant. But, um, but yeah, just Angela Bassett just delivering the monologue of the fucking mm-hmm. year. Um, 
Yeah, she, yeah, it, she was just so powerful in this yeah. movie. Um, and that's why it pisses me off when people are like, oh, it's a superhero movie. Oh, you're, you're getting upset. At, you're crying at a superhero Did you, that is, take away the superhero element. A woman who's now the leader of her nation, unexpectedly, right. who's lost her husband, who's lost her son, whose daughter is like not coping well with either of those losses. And is also missing, may, might be dead. And is missing. And you have this threat at your back door that you can't tell anybody about. And the U.S. government might at any minute fucking attack you because of some bad information they got. Like, that's... And then you t- you deliver that monologue. That is impactful. Right. I don't care if it's a superhero movie. I don't care if it's fucking a television show that's, right. like, super low budget. That's impactful. Right. And it's really frustrating for me when people just brush it to the side and they don't want to right think of quote superhero movie marvel movies right as vehicles for very good character development story arcs and especially for black and brown um communities who don't have the same opportunities outside of like a superhero franchise like this is like our shot right for a big budget thing that everyone's gonna see well there's a reason why again i think that whole everything you just said is why is why the first black panther wasn't pitched you know wasn't just campaigned to be considered for best picture it was nominated for best picture mm-hmm. it was the first mcu movie to be nominated for best picture at the oscars and there's a reason for that black and brown artists have to they have to do shit at this caliber. As mm-hmm. mu- don't look, Ant Man is one of my favorite MCU movies. Mm-hmm. That's a goofy good time, and people <laughs> will talk about how it's a goofy good time. It's still under underappreciated. Yeah, but they, they can make that type to, of movie. They didn't and that's have fine. to research like Mayan language and culture, right? And um, African culture, and right. make sure that they were doing everything to precisely and. Um, in a way that wasn't offensive to people. Right. They, yeah. So the level that we have to like make art yeah. and things is incredibly high. Yeah. But it pays off because I I do think this is this movie is going to be a contender for. I mean, I might be just kind of riding the high of it. I do think it should be a contender for best picture. Um, and I do think there are several nominations, but more than anyone, I think Angela Bassett has has a real chance mm-hmm. at getting at least a nomination for this movie. Um, and she should. I mean, yeah. she's amazing in everything she's in. Yeah. She came in and she showed off her fucking guns. She's those like, huge pow, arms. Pow. I was like, <laughs> punch me. <No. laughs> uh, punch me, my queen. Um, but no, she was brilliant. Um, and another fantastic, every scene she had with Namor was also just like, a master class in mm-hmm. acting. But let's talk about Namor a little bit. Namor. Um, uh, Mucho Para Namor. Yeah. Teno Chuerta, mm-hmm. um Making his, I would say, his mainstream American debut mm-hmm. um, with this movie. They did say introducing, but he he's had a bit of a career. He's had a big career he's in Mexico. He's had a big career, yeah. Um, and had a smaller career over here. Right. Um, but this is kind of his big, like... Big, big thing. Um. He seems so sweet, and I feel like in interviews, he seems nervous. But when you watch and him I in this movie... That. He's not nervous at all. <laughs> he is so commanding yeah. and just, like, powerful on Sexy, screen. yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, when he comes out dripping, dripping wet from the water, Kendra was, uh... I, didn't, I, could, just fe- I could just feel that energy. <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, no, he's great. He's great. He was so good in this movie. Um, all of the, the folks kind of on that, that side, there was a couple of them. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, but I, but I do want to talk a little bit about Namor and kind of the, uh, the changes they made to the character made like, like you said, this movie did not have to go that deep into. And I feel like if it was any other filmmaker or um production company or right. anything like that they wouldn't have right 
But because they had this, I wonder what came first, the idea of Namor as like a Mayan god Mm -hmm. or some cultures god and have that kind of be like the the starting point to to introduce like oh he's a mutant and this is why everyone like looks up to him so much because he has these like crazy powers and he has wings on his feet or if the casting came first and they worked that into the background yeah do you know anything about that i haven't heard anything i imagine i haven't I was trying to avoid as many spoilers <laughs> yeah, as I could. I just wanted to go fresh in. But I, I get the impression that um, they probably had some idea to go into, to go this route with the character. Because, you know, there's, e- even though, you know, Marvel as a as a studio is making better strides in representation, there was real a real big lack um, in regards to Latinos. Um, especially in non- sidekick slash comedic mm-hmm. roles yeah um so uh i think it would, they probably had an idea of what they wanted to do and i think once denotch was cast you know because he's you know he's mexican he's in you know got an indigenous background mm-hmm. so uh i think they kind of started pulling from that pulling from that as well yeah um which is beautiful and i mean just i love i love the restructuring of the character and even down to his name, I know there was a big debate online before mm-hmm. uh, the movie was released over how they're going to pronounce his name. Um, and, and then he pronounced it in one of the trailers, and we were like, "Okay, oh, we're see, doing it." See, see, um, Namor. Yeah, I mean, and they still said Namor, which, which they, is fine. they said it. Yeah, at some points, but but, uh, but just but he said Namor, and it, they I I assume that that wasn't that backstory of like. Um, how he got his name wasn't in the comics, I assume. Probably not. Because that seems very <laughs> specific. Yeah. But and I that was another thing. I I was shocked. I mean I shouldn't have been, but I was shocked that they would show white Spaniards, white conquistadors yes. enslaving indigenous enslaving indigenous people and then giving them smallpox. Right. And how that is, it's not even that they just like, oh, they showed that because, oops, it was happening in the background. Right. That was integral to his story. Right. The reason that he ended up the way he was all um, uh, fucked up was because Spanish conquistadors came, fucked everyone over and gave everyone smallpox. And they were trying to figure out a way to not die from it. Right. That is so cool i mean it's it's the act is not cool but just the fact that that wasn't even just like a side quest that was like the main story that's the reason behind it um Um, yeah yeah, so but yeah and and i just think like man for someone who this is kind of their first like this is the biggest thing he's worked on so far he came in he absolutely killed it Mm -hmm. um and yeah he just what what a cool way to like show just how powerful a mutant can be in this. And I've been walking around. I kind of mentioned it um, before. Like, it's, for me, like, it's so cool to finally see uh, that level of representation and um, just seeing, you know, Latinos be powerful and be, like, you know, just beautifully represented was was so, so cool. Um, and then seeing those in, like, they, they spoke Mayan. They were yeah. speaking Mayan in the yeah. movie. They um, spoke Spanish and Mayan. Right. And then they, like, color-coded the translations so you would know which cool. is which. Yeah. Um, and they let Lupita Nyong'o speak Spanish. Yeah, they Which did. is great. I, I, I kind of forgot about how there would be that connection mm-hmm. um, between, like, all the actors. She had a whole scene in Spanish. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's something that she doesn't get to do a lot because she's not what people think of when they think of yeah. Mexican yeah, <laughs> people. She's, she, she's born and raised, raised for a while there. in Mexico. Yeah. Um, I mean, her name's Lupita. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very cool. I hope, I hope um, in future projects she gets to do more of that because I think it would also be very impactful to see someone who looks like her speaks Spanish right. because a lot of people look like her yeah. and speak Spanish. Yeah. And it's just like not Yeah, I love the the indigenous and black culture they showed specifically in those countries and in like Haiti. Um that yeah, was cool. Yeah, I didn't was realize cool. Haiti was gonna be part of it. Um 
uh, I mean, while while Kendra was checking out my boy Tenoch, I was checking out my girl Lupita. She was looking good in this movie. <laughs> um, and hey, we we both have a type. She looks good in everything she's. Well, yeah, done. yes, but you know, she she keeps it low key, so I don't ever really see yeah see much from her. Um, like in like in movies and stuff. Right. What are you saying? Like. I, uh-oh. I don't really hear about her a whole lot. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, Not that... Okay, I'm going to stop talking. All right, all right, um, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was cool to see... Um, cool to see Nakia back. Cool to see uh, Akoye in there. Akoye mm-hmm. got put through the ringer. But you know who really got put through the fucking ringer in this <sighs> fucking movie? Fucking Shuri, man. Oof. That's what you get for being anti-vax, I guess. <laughs> I, had, I was fighting... The inclination to not like Shuri in this movie because oh. of Letitia okay. Wright. Here, I have been very outspokenly anti-Shuri as Black Panther. Right. For a lot of reasons. One, because... Um, what's the actress's Letitia name? Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright is anti-vax, and that's kind of despicable, especially in this day and age. But also because I did not think Shuri was old enough or knowledgeable enough in, like combat politics all that stuff to be the black panther Mm -hmm. but what this movie did a good job at was showing how especially t'challa's death and more so her well not more so but um on top of that her mother's death kind of forced her to grow up and be ready Mm-hmm. to become the Black Panther. And there was one part where Umbaku, who's now kind of like a mentor uh, figure, was like, you've been through too much stuff to be considered a child anymore. And I was like, fuck. He's fucking right. right. And yeah. I think that she... I think that as they told the story, I still stand by what we saw in the first Black Panther and anything after that before this movie... I still stand by that that Shuri was not ready and should not right. have been Black Panther. But they did a good job of holding off on her becoming Black Panther until they set up all of this pre-work to show right. why she would be qualified, how she was kind of like forced into it a little bit, mm-hmm. and how even when she became Black Panther, it wasn't hearts and flowers like i'm gonna see my dad in the ancestral plane like it was for t'challa right it was i'm still grappling with my need for vengeance Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i'm fit to be the black panther right because like i'm still going through it right and when she saw killmonger in the ancestral plane, mm-hmm. boy, oh, bo- uh, that was quite the shock. Yeah, another good twist. They included him without yeah. it being about him, which is great. And they had this like connection mm-hmm. where he was like, "You and I aren't that different, right?" Because I was out for blood, and now you are out for blood. Right. And I think having that shown to her was like good for her to be like. Ooh, when it finally came time in the end, right. she's like, I fucking hated that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be like that guy. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think they did a good job of making the Shuri Black Panther fit mm-hmm. and make sense and still be, like, troubled and not, like, fully the Black Panther, Black Panther that we're used to. Right. Um, I still think Okoye would have been better right we'll get <laughs> to okoye and what, what she's up to in just a moment um but yeah i agree i i was always team okoye to be the mm-hmm. black panther um although i i had a i figured it was going to be shuri oh, just based the on the trailers, suit design yeah. the trailer where she was using the her mm-hmm. little panther claws and her dots yeah I so like um but yeah i mean even with you know just kind of setting the actor's uh personal beliefs aside um yeah, I I even found myself getting frustrated with Shuri, which I think means mm-hmm. that the movie was doing a good job because I'm like, clearly you're you're clouded. Your your judgment is you're all about vengeance right yeah. now. And I think it's cool that they acknowledge that she can't be T'Challa. She like he had a certain nobility about him. Mm-hmm. 
that that's just not her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a whole different set of experiences and whatnot. And she also refused to kind of let herself mourn um, and accept anything that's happened. She just is like, why is the world taking away from me? I want to burn the world down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she truly lost everyone. Right. Like everyone. Everyone that she knew of. Um, so, yeah. And we'll get to that, too. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I, I think they made this story about, you know, Shuri's story in this really, really work. Um, and I think it worked really, really well. Uh and it set up a an interesting dynamic between Namor and mm-hmm. and Shuri, setting that up. Uh, that scene, uh, the attack on Wakanda. Oof. That scene was so powerful for so many reasons. I mean, not even just having you know watching Queen Ramonda give up her life to save Riri, who we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a little bit as well, but. Just, I mean, they're an international superpower. Mm-hmm. They're, a, you know, so. It's to, scary. That was a terrorist attack. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, was, they, and that wasn't his full army or anything. That was right? just a that few was of them. A, a hint of a taste. Right. And he said, I'll be back later. Right. Terrifying. Um, Makes it hard to stand him. I know, but. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately. And then that made the. I found that this movie did... Phase 4 has done a lot of this. A lot of the more... Like, that was a... I mean, it was a cool scene. Because it was like... It made you feel. It wasn't just like a... It's like, holy shit. The stakes are high here. You're seeing people getting fucking washed away. Fucking... Mbaku got punched so hard that he had to rethink whether or not he wanted to to try and kill this man. (laughs) He was like, hang on a second. This is their god. Like, yeah. Y'all didn't get punched by him. That, that shit hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Mbaku. He said, maybe violence isn't the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of the more... A lot of the fight scenes that were, like, one-on-one, just personal, mm-hmm. they felt like... Like, um, I think of the Shuri and Namor when they were fighting on that beach. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, that was very emotionally driven. And, like... Uh, but I also think about when... Um, Okoye was fighting, uh, I think his name was Atuma, um, on that bridge. And, like, they they got into some intense choreo there. They were just it's two warriors. That's what their jobs are. And it was cool and he, to like, see dislocated them. her shoulder and yeah, she popped and she that popped shit back in. Yeah, she popped it back in. And he was, like, he at took one her point spear. had her unarmed. Yeah. And then fucking kicked her spear back. Because he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrespect either of us by, like, killing you when you're unprotected. That and wouldn't he, be worth it. He... Could you shut the fuck up back there? And then he... Sorry, my cat. He was scratching at our couch. Um, and then he disarms her again. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> How'd you even get back there? Go. Come on. Stello. Go. Um, he disarms her again and decides, I'm going to kill you with your own weapon. Because you aren't worthy of my weapon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is the coldest shit I've ever heard. That's badass. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I, I really like the the use of both, like, big action set pieces, like the mm-hmm. chase. Um, it was cool they included another car chase in this, mm-hmm. like in the first movie. Uh, and then also just those smaller, smaller battles that mm-hmm. had higher stakes. Um, let's talk about Okoye for a minute in our, before we kind of wrap up. Uh, Love the Koye. Um, Denai Guerrero also given a hell of a performance. Everyone had, like, everyone brought it in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, there was no weak performance. Yeah, no, none at all. None. Um, uh, Okoye had a really cool um, kind of trajectory, and, you know, even her, you know, losing T'Challa, and, that, like, even kind of clouded her thing. Like, she was like, well, maybe I can help by getting Shuri out of here, and mm-hmm. then kind of fumbles the ball there. It wasn't her fault. I know it wasn't her fault. And she got fucking demoted. She got yeah, fired. That yeah, again, that scene was just ugh, heartbreaking. Um, but then she gets brought back into the fold into the. So this movie did introduce the the Midnight Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is one of the moments I didn't love. Now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't mind her kind of taking that mantle and kind of maybe forming a team under that title because mm-hmm. that is a team in the comics. 
one of the very few things I disliked about this movie was some of the um, costume designs for the suits. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, obviously everything else in the movie looked gorgeous. The, the Wakandans still look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The Talokans looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the designs of the Midnight Angels and the the Riri Williams, the Mark II or Mark Mark One. I guess it would be Mark II. Um, of the Ironheart suit. Yeah. Um, they just looked. They were super bright. They yeah. they stood out, and they in like a bad way. Yeah. The the Riri suit looked kind of like a Power Ranger thing yeah. and then the it's very smooth and yeah round. And, yeah and the the midnight angels they looked very predator yeah and i'm interested because i know that i think her name's ruth carter mm-hmm. is it ruth carter let's find out ruth e ruth carter, carter. Ruth, ruth e carter yeah oh shit Look at you, you know what's you know what's weird that was my paternal paternal grandmother's name, Ruth Carter. That's crazy. If we're related, please hit me up. Um, I would love to um, get invited to your Christmas parties. They're probably right. beautiful. Anyway, uh, I know that, especially for the first Black Panther, I don't. I remember when I did that whole PowerPoint presentation. Right. I know that she specifically took inspiration from different cultures in mm-hmm. Africa. Um, like different countries in Africa and pulled bits and pieces from each one to form like a kind of unique look for Wakanda because Wakanda, I don't know if you guys know this, (laughs) it's not real. So she had to kind of like piece together other cultures. And then for like the river tribe, they had a different color scheme. They had different like inspirations to um, like Umbaku's tribe. Right. So I'm curious if there is something that she pulled from for that um, angel of darkness. <laughs> what are the midnight angels? <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't Christ. far off um, for the midnight angels. Right. If that's like something that we're just not aware of, right? If it is, I think that would make me appreciate a little. Uh, pre- uh, whoa! Try it again. <laughs> appreciate it a little bit more. Um, or just dislike it a little less. Right. Um, but I agree. It's like they're very bright blue and like clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know, smooth. And they did have like the little frills on the back. And yeah, they weren't my favorite. And I think I didn't mind um, Riri's, I guess, Mark II um, fit. Because I understand that we have to differentiate it from iron man it has to look iron man inspired but inside is still a teenage girl right so i don't mind having it be a little bit like rounder and younger and right different in that way but like you said it did kind of look power rangers-esque right um and i think there's a better way for them to approach it but i don't think we're ever going to see that suit again i don't either um I think uh, shout outs to Dominique Thorne, who played Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. She had an awesome, Fantastic. awesome first outing. Fantastic. So was, funny. Yeah. I, I'm I am pretty damn excited so for her excited. series now. I was excited anyway, but now I'm more excited. Right. Um, and I love the, they when they visit her garage and they're like, are you building Stark Tech? Like, what the fuck? Um, I love the callback to the reveal for her her mark one mm-hmm. uh and how that kind of the all the callbacks to the original iron man movie um with that um uh, yeah it was just it was it was a really really cool uh first uh go around with with riri williams uh, and i'm super excited to see i hope she pops up in the armor wars movie um i can't imagine why she wouldn't um but yeah it was it was really really cool um to just see her in this uh but yeah, I think kind of some final thoughts about uh, about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it, uh, and I, I feel bad I can't remember those other actors' names. Um, but one of them's Mabel, huh? Mabel, Mabel. One of them's Mabel. 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 Oh, you talking about um, the woman who played a uh, Namora? N- Was that her name? I think so. Namor um, and Namora. Hang on. Let's Interesting. Find let's find out. Panther um, to cast. 
but she had to learn English for this. Yeah, her name's Namora. Um, she did. Her What's name her is name? Mabel Cadena. Um, yeah, she had, I mean, they all had to learn, I think everyone had to learn Mayan. Right. And um, they said it was difficult because it's like not very close to Spanish. Right. They, they themselves called Spanish like a hateful language. Yeah. Do you remember that? That was crazy. Right. Um, but yeah, so they all had to learn that. But then on top of it, she had to learn English. Right. Or maybe she probably knew a little bit, but had to like become fluent oh one more thing before we talk about our final thoughts fucking val popped up in this movie that was another i wasn't expecting yeah i wasn't her. expecting that i wasn't expecting val to be there at all and i wasn't expecting val to be um fucking martin freeman's ex-wife and right. also the director of the cia apparently what's going on with that yeah um so that was crazy uh excited to see uh, hopefully we get more everett ross in this movie mm-hmm. uh, i wonder if there's any relation to thaddeus um, don't come at me, comic book fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trevor Noah got the bag in this movie. Trevor Noah got a very big uh, bump in lines. I was so happy. One. I love Trevor he, Noah so he much. He makes a great AI voice. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I love Trevor Noah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So uh, I was just happy that to That was know. cool to, to, to hear him. Because he has such a unique voice, but it's also very clear. Right. And um, not robotic, but like... I hope he they give uh, Riri a little bit of that AI to use as her. Yeah, AI what if her, what if her. that was her AI instead of Tony I know, Stark? I know people want to be like, oh, Tony Stark. I don't need that. I love Tony Stark. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but we had a yeah. I want Trevor Noah. <laughs> also, I don't I don't know if Robert Downey Jr. would come back to do that. Yeah, and I I don't think it would be very cool to. I mean, it could be, but if they got like one of the sound alikes like from What If or yeah. whatever, like fine, but no, nah, I, I it would be cool. It would be um, cool to have Trevor Noah. But anyway, uh, now kind of moving on to our <laughs> final thoughts um, as we're, you know, running a little low on time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a big theme in phase four that we've kind of talked about with every kind of review we've done on these things. Um, the phase as a whole is dealing with like the aftermath of the blip and the the attack on Earth from from Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone's just, you know, everyone's kind of lost someone or they're just now kind of dealing with the trauma of all of that. Um, and also something I didn't think about until this movie, but then I, I thought about it and it applies everywhere. Just the isolation. So many people feel alone, whether it's, um, you know, like Spider-Man, like he feels alone. Uh, Doctor Strange, he's kind of accepting Wong and, you know, as since he can't be with. Uh, Christine, um, oh, fucking Wanda, you know, visions out there being alone. So, so like, where the fuck is he? So, so many folks are just kind of dealing with all these different things. Mm-hmm. And what was very beautiful for this movie to both represent Shuri as a character, but also represent the fans and represent Phase Four as a whole is just seeing Shuri take a moment to just process start to accept and start to take those first steps to healing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, as a human, whether, you know, that whole cast, that whole team suffered a huge loss with a close friend. Um, Unexpectedly. Right. And we as fans, I remember we were sitting on the couch and we when we found out the news that Chadwick had passed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was real. I didn't believe it. So, like... Um, and as so many of these other stories have... I mean, even Thor, to an extent, he had to deal with losing the one he loved and find a way to heal, which is caring for another. So, like, but seeing Shuri kind of take that moment to actually sit and process it was a real kind of nice um, cap to to case, cap to phase four. Mm -hmm. um, And just seeing how, you know, we have to start moving forward, especially because now all these characters who were isolated are going to begin finding each other Mm -hmm. to help protect. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a really cool way to end the movie and end the phase. Yeah. Um, And that led into a really cool uh, mid uh, mid scene credit. So this movie does not have a post credit scene. Um, Which is I said, interesting. I said mid scene credit, mid credit scene. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna, if that's gonna be more common. I think for this, because the movie focuses so much, even the last moments of the movie 
focus on honoring Chadwick. Like that was a that's a big part of this movie mm-hmm. uh, and honoring T'Challa. I feel like adding some sort of like something about Kang or anything right, like that would have felt weird. really out of place. Yeah, like keep it in this story. And so like a, a perfect way to like honor just T'Challa as a character is to the the reveal in the mid credit scene that we see Nakia bring out this little boy and we find out that he is the son of King T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um and it was the most adorable little boy. I know you had a kind well, of a reaction. See, I I didn't cry in the very beginning. I didn't cry when um the queen died. Mm-hmm. Sh- Ramonda. Ram- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I don't know. Uh, I didn't cry when she died. The closest I got to crying was when that tiny little boy with his big eyes and his dimples and his little lisp came out and was talking to Shuri. And just the fact that Shuri... I'm not going to cry right now. Uh, just the fact that Shuri had like lost everyone, right, and didn't even realize that she had a nephew, right, and now she has family again. Yeah, and she was just like literally just more like finishing her mourning period, right, for everyone that she had lost, and she was just healing from it, right, and now to learn that she has this whole future with a family member, right. It's just insane. Also, that little boy was so cute. I know. And he was adorable. Uh, it's it's freaking T'Challa Jr. <laughs> I know. Um, so that was super cool. And then obviously they end it with dedicated to our friend uh, Chadwick Boseman. Like it was just it was such a lovely, lovely send off for the character and just kind of like continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I hate to try and give us give it a ranking. Um, but if you had to rank it, like, you know, maybe one out of five stars or one out of ten, whichever you feel more comfortable doing. Um, I don't even know. It's hard because I'm usually the type of person who has to watch something over and over again right. to, like, fully I mean, you don't have, we don't have to do everything, appreciate but. it. But as of right now, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Period. Definitely a phase four. Right. But, like, period. Right. Um, this was a really good movie, you guys. It was very good, and I can't wait for it to come out on Disney Plus so I can sit with it and like enjoy it in a place where I'm not as distracted and right. catch things that I didn't catch the first time. Um, and yeah, but it was definitely one of my one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. Right. So it was I think really good. I think for me, then if I if I had to kind of put a, a star ranking on it. I think I would give it like a solid like four point seven five out of out of and five. Point two five was just the costumes. Is it maybe just characters. a couple of the costumes? And I mean, it was a little long, but even then, the length didn't really bother me. It didn't feel long until right. about like forty minutes until the end, right? Because that's when you started to have to pee, and right. you realized you'd been sitting in the same position for two and a half hours. Right. That's when it kind of got to me. But I think. Um, but yeah, like I, this is it's such such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I really highly recommend it. Um, and I, I mean I'm looking forward to what they do with these characters. Right. Um, we didn't even talk about how you know, Umbaku is fighting on behalf of the queen. Umbaku or Shuri. is like 100 hand of hand of the, the queen. queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Shuri just like kind of, oops, became queen <laughs> yeah. of Wakanda. Whoopsie whoopsie. Well. Did they decide who's going to be the ruler? Not, I don't think officially. I don't think officially, but um, I, I would figure that it would be her. Um, right. And I'm okay with that now. Right. But yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens going forward with this kind of like found family that she has and right. and how they're going to play into stories in the future and, and all that stuff. And then in fucking 20 years, we'll get to T'Challa Jr. Okay. Um. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm super excited for the for the future of the franchise mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, seeing where we go. We have, I mean, we'll get more Wakanda soon because they they are working on that Wakanda series. Mm-hmm. They've been very quiet on that, so I'm wondering if that'll there'll be an announcement um, mm-hmm. in the coming months. Uh, but I know that's the thing that's happening, so I'm hoping 
that you know the Dora Milaje, the Midnight Angels might get mm-hmm. a little more a little more shine. Um, see what Nakia's up to. You know, she's a we forget that she's like this brilliant spy. Yeah, she's so, well. I feel like now she'd be slowing down a little bit. Yeah, she, she's she got a little baby boy. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Black Panther. Um, Wakanda Forever. Uh, just you know, let's uh, kind of run down a little bit of other stuff. We've been on a um, kind of moving on from that. We've been on a a Jersey Shore kick. So yeah. <laughs> every year, I don't know why I started doing this, but every year. I kind of go through a, a Jersey Shore rewatch just yeah. to kind of remind me and be thankful that this exists in the time that I'm alive. Um, <laughs> and I usually put it on as just like something to kind of have on in the background and like whatever. Uh, but we kind of both started getting into it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. We just got done. We're almost done with the original run of the series. But then we realized that between seasons, what, five and six, mm-hmm. however many fucking seasons they did of that show. There's this whole Snooki and Wow show. Yeah, that we never watched, either of us. Yeah, and here's the thing. As much as I like to... Oh, as an actor, and I like to dissect Marvel movies and blah, 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 blah. I love trash TV. I, I Here's the thing. I don't even, like, truly watch that much reality TV. Mm-hmm. But I love Jersey Shore. Right. Like, I don't really care to watch anything else, but I'll watch Jersey Shore. Right. It's, especially the original series that we've both seen. Um, it's good to like, I need to like make a grocery list, throw on Jersey Shore. I want to eat dinner and watch something, but I don't don't want to think. Exactly. Throw on Jersey Shore. Right. So that's what it's perfect for. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, we're having a great time doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, been, uh, watching, watching WWE. Of course. As always. A lot happened this week. Um, I think the biggest thing, well, first off, my favorite moment in recent history was, Mm -hmm. uh, was Io Sky and Asuka arguing in Japanese, which is cool because I, I like yeah. to hear languages just in general. But, but the funniest shit was when Io just bitch. Yeah, she just said bitch. <laughs> that was the funniest fucking thing. Um, we had some cool returns. You know, Mia, uh, Mia Yim returned. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a cool match between the Bloodline and Riddle in the New Day. Um, we don't have any more 24 7 title, which. I'm, we were talking a little bit about this. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to kind of introduce a new a new women's title. Mm-hmm. Something that's not the world title for women. Yeah. Um, I think would be cool. That could kind of go cross-brand as well. If they're not just going to dedicate more than one title per, per brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Heel Lashley made a comeback. He had my yeah. second favorite moment of the night. When he... When... Uh, Mustafa Ali tried to jump him, and he just threw him. <laughs> that shit was funny. Um, but the biggest thing of the night was Theory cashing in his money in the bank mm-hmm. and then losing it. That was very sudden and unexpected. Right. I did not anticipate that happening. Yeah. I, I, I feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. Like, it was just like so much lead up to nothing. Right. I mean, he, he's the youngest Mr. Money in the Bank of all time. I don't think it's for nothing, though. Now, I'm I'm speculating here. Okay. Austin Theory, I think, is going to get a WrestleMania match. And either, if they bring back Money in the Bank, he might win Money in the Bank again. But what at I think... At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. If they, if they decide to move the matches back to then. Um, because at that point, then he could cash in that same night. But I think that there's been a lot of, like... Um, a lot of his story recently has been... Like learning from learning from the big the big dogs, mm-hmm. and in the past they were trying to set up this you know Austin Theory versus John Cena thing. I've been hearing that John Cena might ha- might just have a match at WrestleMania 39, so I think it might be plausible that John Cena has a match against Austin Theory. They've been doing work on social media. They have been in Twitter beefs before, right? So I wouldn't be surprised by that and i know austin theory is compared to john cena a lot as like right. a new young john cena right um so i think that's like a perfect match right. i would love to see that and i if anyone was doubting austin theory as a performer they, i mean they just need to go back and watch his matches against seth rollins because like he's good he's good he's very good yeah i think people don't like him (laughs) people don't 
like him, and that's on purpose. That's his character. Right. But also, like, he is very young. Right. So maybe they don't want to give him the props that he's due just yet because they feel like he needs to uh, right. be a little bit more seasoned, more veteran right. before. But, yeah, he's he's very good. And I can see him putting on a great match going toe-to-toe with John Cena. Yeah. Um, and we got a few War Games matches. Uh... Imagine if... Sorry. Oh, no, imagine if at WrestleMania we had a Rock match and a John Cena match. Oh, my God. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Um, on Raw, we had our first War Games, uh, War Games, War Games ish uh, challenge issued. Um, so Damage Control, I spelled Damage wrong here. Uh, damage Control is teaming up with Nikki Cross uh, against so far Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss. Um, we don't know who the final three entries are going to be just yet there are two entries left on bianca's team right Mm -hmm. interesting interesting Interesting. although the one thing i don't think is that again i know we say it every time if this was when uh sasha banks and naomi sasha banks and or naomi would come back i would just find it so hard to think that sasha banks would team up with bianca belair didn't they end no. On good terms? No, they did not. Because oh. she, she pretended to, yeah. and then she did the backstabber thing. Yeah. Um. So, and in real, like, I think for, I think Sasha and Bailey were the first of this new women's tag team. I think they were the first women's tag team champs. So, like, if anything, I would see Sasha teaming up with her. Um, okay. So, I, I don't but know. I don't That's, see... That's hard. Sasha and um, Naomi splitting up. That's another. That's the thing. Is so that, that's yeah. So it's it's hard. It's hard to yeah. say right now. Um, but that was our first war games. Um, over on SmackDown, we kind of got our inkling of what our second war games match is going to be, which is the bloodline. I figured they'd include the bloodline mm-hmm. in one of these matches. Um, haven't seen Sammy return just yet, but uh, I figure he'll be there. Um, but it looks like they're going to be up against the Brawling Brutes with Seamus, who's back mm-hmm. after his honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Seamus. Yeah. Um, and Drew McIntyre is back in the fucking fray with them. So I'm like, are they doing like Samoans against Europeans? What's going on? <laughs> well. Um, Samoans and Sammy against Europeans? I mean, so. Um, It'd be interesting. That would leave one, one slot left for... Uh, for team brawling brutes which i mean we could see if they're bringing all these dudes who have beef with um with roman as well as the bloodline i can maybe see i would it would be switching brands but i could see maybe kevin owens returning to fill out that last uh slot um against Sami Zayn. yeah i mean because they're doing all these like personal like Mm -hmm storylines um so that's kind of cool we got an awesome match between the usos and the new day for the the tag titles obviously knew they were gonna put on a a banger but like it was it was a good fucking match Mm -hmm. it was Um, begin. it was the beginning of smackdown yeah the first half hour of of smackdown and it was awesome um and it was cool because the usos are now the longest reigning tag champs in wwe history Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to like witness that as it's happening and also to be able to see them defend that against the reigning longest right uh, um so that's really cool uh i wasn't a fan in theory of the uh wwe world cup but after i started seeing it <laughs> i was like you know what? i'm kind of i'm kind of for this i'm down for a little like multi-episode uh tournament tournament yeah um and i like that they're showcasing international talent mm-hmm. um we had a pretty good match with shinsuke nakamura um I mean, he lost, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I love I love Shinsuke. Yeah. Um, Sarah Logan returned. Um, yeah, they've been teasing that for quite some time. But she that's... looks scary. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments of the night was the women's six pack match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it was a good match in general. <laughs> Sonya Deville. She's so talented as a performer, but she's also so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like because her things she, just, like, um, t- 
taking people's pins the yeah. last second. And, I, it's, and it's like, she has the perfect, like, she has such good timing because she doesn't look like she's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. But I know she is. And she's just succeeding at it. It's She's hilarious. Um, but I was really excited because Shotzi won the match. Yeah. And good we, for Shotzi. We've seen Shotzi come such a long way yeah. these past few months because she was not given very many bigger opportunities mm-hmm. or matches in general under <laughs> Vince McMahon. So yeah. to see her now getting matches and it's crazy because every time she's in a match, it's like she's better than the time before. Right. Almost like the practice is helping. And also probably just kind of like general tutelage. Like, I, I mean, I can only imagine what the pressure is like working under Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and when you add the the component of being a woman, mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine it's even not more. Very comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, Triple H from uh, everyone. I mean, you see how many people are coming back, right? Because Triple H is kind of running the show in terms of creative. Um, I won't diss my girl, my girl Steph. Yeah. Running, running things at the top. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for Shotzi. Um, just like. As a as a wrestler, as a human, yeah. like I, I think I agree with you. I think she deserves more, just more opportunities in general. Because um, I think watching her, you could tell she was kind of getting the short end of the stick. And yeah, she gets her tank back. Yeah, she and now she's winning back. crazy. I, I hope and eventually she'll get her tag partner back. Mm, if, yeah, if she decides if she wants to come back, but that would be. Um, but I like I this kind of new thing in WWE where everyone has like a faction. I'm like, this is such an interesting time. Yeah. So. I'm wondering what that's about. And uh, we're going to see Shotzi against uh, Shayna Baszler this next week. Oh, cool. Yeah, before her match with um, Ronda Rousey. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, anyway, that's kind of what we've been up to this week. Um, we'll be announcing a new date for... Uh, a new date? Well, I guess we'll be doing a pre-preview the day of... Um. Survivor Series. Is that Saturday after Thanksgiving? I think so. I don't know if my computer's on right now. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just the light turned off. I don't know if it's still recording. Okay, what were you saying? I was saying, um, we'll be our our next pre preview. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see when Survivor Series is. I think it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the week Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so. Uh, so we'll be doing a pre-preview sometime on the 26th, Twitch, and you can follow us. We're on uh, Twitter. No, we're not on Twitter. Fuck, that's the one thing that we're not on. <laughs> we're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, and Twitch. And Twitch. And then you can listen to this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. So thank yeah. y'all for tuning in to Ringside. Ringside. Yeah, this has been Ringside for your Ringside. <laughs> Let me not confuse people with the name. Thank you yeah. for tuning in to Ringside. Yes. Uh, and we will catch y'all on the flip side. On the flippity flop. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Right, peace out.